This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. House call for Isom. To college. Connor Stallions. Like, bro, get a life. To the pros. Say anything about Clayton Toon. No. And that's why I like it. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. What are we listening to right now? Why, why, why is this going Certified oh, Michigan to. hater at this oh, point. Oh my goodness! I thought what this was going to be tomorrow. I, I thought, thought this was going to be a fun show. I, I thought Judge Miss Michigan was going to come and get our boy Harbaugh off the off the hook, but apparently not. Let's uh, just jump right into it. Let's then. do it, Ben. This is the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. Brad Tunney decides to join us today. Miraculous! Howdy, it's fellas! It's a big day. This is a big day. Um, we find out within an hour of going live. Michigan has suddenly accepted this punishment that a week ago they were so determined was unfair, unjust, and were ready to take legal action against the Big Ten. Well, they took that legal action, set up a court appointment, and were trying to get the suspension, you know, to have this TRO, this temporary restraining order, to basically put a hold on the suspension for the rest of the regular season. My question is, what on earth happened in the last... 12, 24 hours for Michigan to suddenly have a change in their mindset, no longer jumping in front of bullets for Jay Harbaugh or for John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. That's his name. No longer stepping in front and taking hits for this guy. Ward Emanuel, the AD, Santa Ono, the president. They were ready to die on a hill for him. Now all of a sudden, Michigan is seeming a little timid to the court right now, fellas. This, uh, I think, came as a surprise, and not because I didn't think that Harbaugh had some doing or that, yeah, there's probably going to be built up a case more so by the NCAA than the Big Ten that it doesn't look good for him. But obviously something, some information had to be acquired, whether it was other coaches maybe more knowing more than the Big Ten originally thought and maybe more than Jim Harbaugh thought, but something changed the mind. Because in my opinion, it wasn't like Michigan – was just sitting back waiting for Friday and they knew it was going to come and they knew they were going to get off the hook. They were arrogant, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, confident, and especially this past week, about the fact that, hey, this is more turning in our favor. You had pundits on national TV, alums of the school and Desmond Howard and Charles Woodson laughing off these allegations. So a lot of things that pointed in the direction of, Yeah, Michigan feels that a lot of this has been exaggerated to a certain extent, and we're going to be able to get in court our restraining order, whatever the term was that that, uh, is slipping my mind now, but that they were going to originally get, yes, uh, on Friday. I I think what's what's more apparent than anything is within the next 24 hours or so, we're going to find something out, right? 
Some you news think- has to be broken of some sort of de- developments that the NCAA found in their case to prevent Michigan from feeling as confident that they could win this thing. Well, maybe, and Brad, I know you're about to jump in. Maybe it's them trying to lessen their NCAA suspension by doing this. Oh. I don't, I, that was my first thought. So you think they're basically banking time on the pine? Yeah. By doing, by doing the suspension now, they'll get less of one heading into next season, is what you're saying, John. That's what I think. I, I think it, that it has to be... Is it not a pretty universal thought from folks in Ann Arbor and the guy I'm staring at across the table right now that he's not going to be their coach next year anyway? Oh, no. Well, okay. Ben shifted on this. I, I shifted on this because okay. of the way Santa Ono and Ward Emanuel over the last Ward six Manuel. days... Ward Emanuel. stood up for him over the last six days. The last six days, they were ready to take bullets for him. They were ready to jump in... Like, they were doing anything for this guy. They made it clear that it was their utmost priority to defend Jim Harbaugh because they feel as if they were, you know, being targeted by Tony Petiti in the Big Ten. They felt as if it was unfair, due process. The amount of times I heard that in the last week. But now all of a sudden this shift of, we, we can't defend you anymore. We're not even willing to take this to court because we're so confident we're going to lose. I mean, think about that, guys. Not only did they back down, they are not even going to court anymore tomorrow. They didn't even try to win this thing. They were. They that were, is backing down. It is. It, yes. It is yes, backing yes. down. Yes. And, and remember, they this didn't is, even try to win the fight. Is my point. They didn't even try to go to court and make a case for themselves. So they what does that tell us? They were gonna, it tells me that a they must have found something out in the last twenty four hours. The NCAA, or was it a front the whole time? That would be a wild, a wild move on behalf of well, Michigan. Why, I don't they understand haven't lost the anything yet. J- just because how they arrogant lost the coach. They were. They were going to lose the coach regardless, right? Two weeks ago, they probably knew what was going to come down the line in the next 48 hours. And I think for me, it's not all that shocking if we've been reading tea leaves from national pundits. In particular, Colin Cowherd has been sitting on what he has been calling like a bank of information that's going to keep trickling out 24, 48, 72 hours. The way this story has kind of matriculated day by day, I think it's pretty clear that there's probably more damning evidence coming. And oh, if, yeah. Well, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. Well, then why would they ever go to court? It shouldn't be a shock then they're backing down if you think and you've thought this whole time that there would be more evidence. I think the tea leaves, and especially today, Chris Ballas, who's on almost every day now with Bill Simonson from 3 to 6 here on the station, he writes for the Wolverine.com, stating that, yeah, 24 to 48 hours, we're going to see something pretty uh, significant. But, like, we've been seeing something pretty significant every 24 to 48 hour period for a month. For a month. I, right? I would disagree with that, though. It, it's the a story st- that keeps giving. The early stages of this week, it calmed down to a bit. Okay, in, sure. In my opinion, I'm not sure. Yeah, we, might had, right. we might have had a 72-hour period. And I and that felt like a 72-hour period that Michigan was winning. And, but a, even and before then, that, but that they were out ahead of this. Even and the funny thing so is confident. it was all going to lead up to the court case on Friday. Yeah, yeah. And we don't even get there before it takes another twist. Every, every few days, there's a whole other angle of this thing. Everywhere you look, there's more information. And the NCAA was in Ann Arbor interviewing players, trying to find out more information. Obviously, they found something. Whether or not it's the fact that Jim Harbaugh knew about this, I think 100% depends on I don't think it, I don't think on it takes the, the NCAA extension. knowing anything. I would, I would, I think, stand on the fact that Michigan has known what they've been sitting on this whole time. The idea that, oh, the, spe- the expense reports came back and Connor Stallions never filed one. That, for a lot of Michigan folks, was a smoking gun against the Big Ten to indicate, well, Jim Harbaugh had no idea. Okay, what if uh, six other coaches on staff had ideas? 
What if the fact that there were no expense reports was another cover-up? And I like, think if you want to cover up the story the same way Jim Harbaugh has already previously lied to the NCAA, would it not be far-fetched to think that they covered up something as simple as some accounting paperwork? Absolutely not. I, I think it's I think it's crazy that people still stand on the leg that, well, if Jim Harbaugh didn't know about it, then how can you suspend him right now? It doesn't matter if Jim Harbaugh knew about it or not. I don't get why everyone is so fixated on that. It's just a matter of if you can bust him for knowing about it. I think there's no there's no doubt about it he knew about it to some extent. I think we can all kind of agree, even if they don't find evidence. There's there's just no People way. are not doing that, though, Ben. We Us you're three the, can you're agree. The head, you're the head coach of the program. Whether you know about it or not, you're responsible for Correct. what happens underneath you. Now, that's fine, if they can but... find evidence of him knowing about this, which I don't think that's what happened in the last 24 hours for Michigan to pull this thing out. I don't think that's what happened at all. Otherwise, Jim Harbaugh would probably be suspended. Jim Harbaugh might even be fired by this point. But if you can bust some other coaches all of a sudden and you have this information, yeah, it's going to be harder to win this case in court, which was scheduled for tomorrow, now not happening. Our boy Dwayne from Bay City chiming in. John is a certifiable hater. You sure you want to read this, Brad? He gets mad anytime he hears something about Michigan. What a joke. None of us, including John, knows anything about this investigation, and none of us knows who's innocent and who's guilty. John sounds like Paul Feinbaum Jr. Yeah, and he's like calling it. you Johnny this whole time. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And me, I, me and Dwayne were cool up until I, I started going after Michigan. And it's not going after him. Until you it's put just, the Michigan just, fight song in the intro. Well, that I had to. That, that It's just going after the fact of the arrogance. If, if Michigan didn't play the victim card with this and we're just, all right, and I would say even John, normal about it. Just hey, John, listen, we're gonna let it play its course. We think we think we're John, you know, be a in human the right for a here. second. Let's be, do it. Be a human for a second. Yeah, they're in the middle of a football season. They're the best team in the country. Oh yeah, you think they're gonna wait, whimper? What did you just say? They're the best team in the country. Thanks, Ben. Wow. Be a human for a second, John. All right. Yeah. Let's you do it. want your football program to whimper into allegations of oh, you know what? We, nope. we may have done something. We're not gonna have a a a. a cocky attitude towards this our players are just going to be quiet and like they're still playing football games to your point of like oh they're playing the victim what do you want them to do not play the the victim just play they're playing football games and their players have to use this as motivation they don't have their head coach on the sideline if they weren't doing it for motivation what the hell do you want them to do it's not it's motivation from harbaugh to call them america's team if this was it's not they've backed it it up though every single game they've backed it up it's it's literally yeah. it's literally just No, take a step back. This is your football team. How would you want them to be utilizing this as motivation? The Don't exact cheat. way they're doing it. Like, Don't cheat. I, I can sit here as a non-Michigan fan and say the program has handled it perfectly from an on-field perspective. They keep winning. They've utilized it as motivation. Jim Harbaugh has played the victim. The entire program has played the victim. I don't agree Whether with that. Whether they're guilty or not, we've all sat here for weeks stating they could win the national championship, and if the NCAA takes it away six years from now, two decades from now, it wouldn't matter. National champs, period. The players haven't played and the so victim at all. Use it. Now, players haven't played the victim at all. Bet. Harbaugh has. Bet. The players have not. For the players, sport- the players are using it as motivation. That's fine, but no player has come out and been like, "This is a witch hunt." This and that. Harbaugh is doing it because he's the coach, and that's what should be done. But I wouldn't rope the players into this. The players are playing in the mo- motivation that people you- are trying to knock them down in all forms. The I fact guess. that they have a weak schedule. The fact that uh, a third of the roster they- tweeted bet when he got suspended. Like, is that not enough? It's, They're a part of the narrative. It's, but it's not playing victim bet. to the extent that Harbaugh right. has. 
I don't know. It's not. I mean, it's not. It's it's just not. It's it, you're going to find motivation out of anything. That that's how college football and just I guess sports in right. general. So when it wanna, presents itself to you, take it. Yeah, that's fine. But you don't have to. It, it's the arrogance and the victim card with Harbaugh specifically that has shifted me to this. It's fine I don't to know. just the play. The have been right for the last it, two weeks. It, it, it's it's fine. No, to they're play. one of them. <laughs> they're, they've been right. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know how you could sit back. And maybe not even agree with it because I don't know if you necessarily agree with it, but are just watching your interim coach move to tears, not because of his players, and he mentioned that towards the tail end, his players fighting through the adversity, but that, oh, our poor coach, who it's going to come out, of course, knew at least some part of this, was up in a hotel room. Okay, I just don't know how, I just don't know how you expect people or people that aren't Michigan fans to be human about it and reflect about that. There's there's stuff to be human about. There's stuff that you could actually sympathize with in college football. Good stories. And we mentioned this last week with the America's team narrative. That's what this country is going to do with the Lions. They're going to get behind them. They're going to get behind the lovable loser that's actually kicking butt. Michigan is not that. They have laughed in the face of everybody this season because they keep winning, and that's a credit to them. They did what they had to do against Penn State, and now deeming evidence is going to shift Jim Harbaugh, who didn't speak to the media for two and a half months on end about this, deflected questions, the one or two that would come his he way about this. He wasn't allowed to answer questions about allowed? them. He runs that place, man. He could do whatever the, the heck NCAA he wants. The NCAA rules say he can't talk about the ongoing investigation. for Sports Bar and he was going to do it, and what was he going to do? Eight three seven six one two five. He was going to do it on I his terms so long and speak on Friday. Angry, and then you said something like that. That he and, and then he was. But what was he waiting we're, for? We're trying what to was make he sure Ben for? doesn't raise he his was, voice. He was waiting to speak on Friday tomorrow with his with you know his his arm around the judge from Michigan Law School that was going to get him off the hook. Nine eight nine eight three seven. Couldn't even fake it for me. Couldn't get someone from Central Michigan or MSU to just pretend for me. Just pretend for me. Are you good? I'm great. <laughs> Are they the victims? Do you think they use this as motivation? 989-837-6125. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. Back to The Payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Does America's team know something that the public does not know yet? The fact that Michigan... Not looking as innocent as they did a couple of days ago, John. It's America's team, and I'll tell you what, the people of Midland are against you right now. And then they have every right to be. They should be proud in their program. I mean, they're, they're all week, for the last two weeks, pretty much. They're, you know, it, it's tough. It's a tough day to be a Michigan fan right now. It won't be on Saturday when you steamroll Maryland, but right now you thought... It's you never know, a you're, tough day. You, you were you were 100 percent backed trusting. up by wins you're, every it, single. That's Saturday. fine. You're 100 percent trusting in your coach, and tomorrow was going to be Harbaugh getting off the hook, and whatever came down the road with the NCAA was fine. But you're like, you know what? We're going to get our guy for Maryland, which okay, whatever. But you're going to get him for Ohio State, which is the big one, the game. That's no longer the case, and a program that has been pumping their chest while still playing the victim card somehow. The last couple of weeks, John, they're pumping their chest. They're undefeated. They're the best team. No, it's that's the best I'm team not talking about on the, f- on the field. On the field, they've been tremendous. There's, there's no denying that. I, I pick them in my picks, and spoiler, probably going to do it again this week. I'm not denying that. It's the off the field antics. It's the I got to watch both networks, by the way, because pe- the texters are going to go <sighs> into. Oh, I'm sounding like ESPN people. You had 
No, Jalen on sends, ESPN. I Jaylen mean, we'll get to Jalen. sound like Stephen A. Bad Hairline Smith. That's fine. And I have a great hairline, so that's, uh. you know. But, but, you know, I have to listen to Desmond Howard, and then I have to listen to Charles Woodson. You don't have off. to listen to anybody. Well, you do, because it, you know, pops up, and I want to follow this and, and, and you know, get everyone's perspective, because I, I want to be, you know, fully on everything. But right. you get to listen to Desmond. You get to listen to Charles Woodson. Laugh this off. Oh, come on. Come on. And, and by the way, too, uh, calling me Paul Feinbaum. Paul Feinbaum was pretty reserved when this initially came out and sort of thought it was a bit of a stretch, but he's being put over the edge because of the arrogance. He has shifted. If you've paid attention to it, he has become this ardent Michigan, you can call it hater, anti-Michigan. Oh, well. Why? Because of the perceived arrogance because he's got his bait with Desmond Howard on, on the programming uh, you, on the worldwide leader and has to watch him laugh while he talks the whole time. You don't say, you think Paul, Paul, ESPN believes what they say. You don't say Paul Feinbaum, known big 10 hater, wasn't going to swing the narrative at some point <laughs> against Michigan. Jalen keeps chiming in just because Harbaugh is taking the three day suspension. Doesn't mean he's guilty again. So what does it mean? Frick's text line, nine, eight, nine, eight, three, seven, 61, 25. Give us your thoughts. Nine, eight, nine, eight, three, seven, Six one two five. It doesn't have to mean that he's guilty. What does it mean then? I just want. I, I'm not. I don't, I don't have a solution. I think here. we're going to find I, out I something in the next twenty four hours. Right. That I, think, has, I, I would think, love to hear from Jalen what he thinks this means. I'd love to hear from both of you what you think this means. I just told you what I think it means. What does it mean? In the next twenty four hours, we're going to find something out. Uh, I don't think it, it's going to have anything directly to do with Jim Harbaugh, but. Is anyone has anyone predicted anything right about this entire situation over the last six weeks? Has anyone correctly guessed what was going to happen next? This has been written like a soap opera. It's been written like a movie. And we're in like the third inning of this thing. We still got two-thirds of the way to go. I, I don't understand why you're so... Why why you want to come at us so bad for not knowing what's going to happen next? I'm not. When you're just quickly to say, well, it, it means Jim Harbaugh's guilty. I want you. I don't want you to live in the future. I want to live in the here and now. What does this mean right now to you? That Jim Harbaugh's not going to be on the sideline on Saturday. That's all that means. That's all it means. But he had the opportunity. And it, and it likely won't mean much, right? Big favorites against Maryland. Who knows what happens in the Ohio State game? That's the important one. Should Cruz yes. this week already beat up on a decent Penn State team? And that's that's the just the thing about it. Like Brad said, you think the players aren't using this as motivation? Is there, anything a, is, as there, motivation. is there a chance Michigan's better off with Harbaugh on the sideline? You you know exactly how the players talk about Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. How have I told you they treated him? Like he's Jesus. <laughs> now that Jesus has been sacrificed by the Big Ten, they're going to stand up and play for him. Maybe that's a bad metaphor, but they strong. do treat him like that. And now they have Not reason much. to play for him. They do. And Ben, I think this is what your positive spin is on this, and I sort of am in lockstep, the haters in lockstep with this. It's probably going to make him a better football team. <laughs> it's that extra chip and on your shoulder that Ohio State has to sort of manufacture, right? Yeah. What you don't happened need to manufacture week? it. What happened last week, John? They literally told Penn State exactly what they were going to do every single play. We're going to run it this way. We're going to run it to the left. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Absolutely nothing against the number one rush defense in the entire country. Right after Jim Harbaugh gets suspended, Penn State couldn't do jack to Agreed. stop this Michigan offensive line in the run game. Agreed. First, it was impressive. First time texter coming in, Jeremy from Beaverton. What is this guy talking about? <laughs> Nobody has proven anything whatsoever. This guy must be a huge MSU or OSU fan. 
Uh, John is not. John's fan. Yeah, yeah, no, no. That's I actually under under my polo today. I have a Tom Izzo shirt, and then I have uh, Ohio State pajamas with the with the little Buckeye. We were all wearing Red Wing shirts earlier today, huh? We were. Oh my, we were pumped for that. Could you imagine going all the way to Sweden overseas just to go down four zero in the blink of a hell of a game? They they got a point out of it. Yeah, got a point. It was a hell of a game. You go down oh four in the blink of an eye, get right back into it just to lose. Yeah, I mean, we threw the game Billy on here. Billy Huso just had to have a baby today. <laughs> he had to get off the plane and go right back to America to be with his wife and his new child. Uh, man, Come man. on. But no texters about that, huh? <laughs> Do you guys even like the, the Sweden games? What, like, what are we doing with all these international games? Trying to, NFL, trying to grow the sport. Growing NHL. the sport. Yeah, but like, to, who, it's, it is a Thursday. What, who in their right mind besides... People like us that work at a sports station have time to watch the Red Wings at 2 p.m. I don't think it's about watching the game here in the States. Those are lowly attended games in the States Monday through Thursday. So take them overseas, grow the sport. Yeah. And Sweden, I mean, you know, you have players and connections for Ottawa. Daniel Alferson, probably their best player in franchise history is from Sweden. And there's a collection of current Red Wings and former Red Wings from Sweden. Yeah, so Mr. Hockey. Big, so they have a big, uh, you know, fan base over there, a big a, a support group. What happened to this team? This team was the <laughs> most electric team in the NHL on offense on the power play for the first two weeks of the season. Now they're 30th. Waters find its, found its mark. But what is that mark? Because over the last two weeks, they've been It's a 500 awful. team. They're still pretty good. Yeah. The 500 I'm just hockey trying team. to figure out what this team is because as long as the, they're top the ro- it's a it's been a roller coaster of a season, but there's only been one up and one down, and they have yet to find that up again. It's unfortunate. Hey, in a game uh, we we towards the beginning of the season when the Seattle Kraken were up three one going into the third, got a point in that one, down four nothing, and getting a point out of it. That's what's going to matter, yeah, but, and probably be the difference. Like I, you know, I, I'm not going to make a grand prediction right now, especially it being in November, but. Games like today, games against the crack, and if you could sneak out a point in the 82 yeah, that you I, play, I that, it's going to help you in the play. It's going to help I'm you sneak in. I'm getting a though. little bit sick of, oh, well, they were down 3-0 and still got a point. That's, but that's that huge. Happened a ton. That's huge. I, you got to win some of these games, man. Because how many of these games do you look back on? Oh, if you only you would have won in Sweden in overtime, then you'd be in the playoffs right now. You got to start pulling some of these out. Like, it, I, the, I'm done with the. Do you uh, have to? We're I'm, 16 games I'm in done for a with team the that we thought wins. wasn't going to make the playoffs, and they're who said who who thought that? We all said here in the season. We did not. Yeah. No, we did not. If they make the, the playoffs, it'll be a stuck. success. Their ceiling, and then that's I, what we all said. And I'm I'm you know I think that I remains a, true. I think I have them right. a little higher than others. My, still third in the Atlantic. Yeah, my ceiling for them was maybe the last playoff spot. Yeah. That's my ceiling for them. And right now, they're, as Brad says, they're in the Atlantic behind Florida and Boston, who is literally unbeatable at this point. Well, they're only lost to the Wings. Yeah. What 12 one and 2 What we've learned in the last two weeks is Raymond's run. All right. Raymond and DeBrinket are out there by themselves. No. No. <laughs> yes. No. No. That's what I've learned. That's, you know, maybe maybe you're watching the wrong broadcast today. I might be. We got one more texture rolling in. Jeremy Beaverton. James. Uh, John. Michigan is a winner and you are a loser like your teams. <laughs> Michigan, my team. The state of Michigan team. Um, but America's team because America hates Michigan. Michigan is using this as motivation and I truly believe the buckasses. <laughs> I, I guess I can say that. Will lose did. big. John is truly a, ball, uh, a Paul Feinbaum's 
Cult SEC member. Enjoy yeah, watching me. Michigan dominate and win the natty. Johnny Feinbaum. You guys could hear from my accent. I first want to pick it up. I appreciate James for picking that up. I definitely sound like I'm from the South. That's what a lot of people have told me. I try and hide Wait, it as best I can. Did you not call you Johnny because you sound like a car dealer or something? Like you sound like you're from Staten Island? Well, I'm from Queens, so that's yes. close enough. No, he's calling me a Southerner. He's calling me Paul Feinbaum. No, I think it's because you're a hater. That's why he's calling you uh, that. Not because you sound like a Southerner. Uh, 989-837-6125. <laughs> Chime in. Tell us why you don't like John. We'll get to the Lions oh, next thanks. on the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. We'll get to the Lions momentarily. Let's wrap up on the Frick Sports Bar text line, though. Still a lot of hate coming towards John's way. Regarding of his, regardless of his alliance with anyone, why is he coming out blazing? He's talking about John. Michigan is the best team in the country and has been on a witch hunt since the beginning. I would push back on the witch hunt thing. I think I think the NCAA has every reason to to be knocking on the door of Ann Arbor right now. Would you not disagree? No. Yeah. It's there's there's do there's reason. I I told it wasn't manufactured. They're not. It's a, a, a witch hunt in terms of what the actual term means and not what it's been misconstrued to be okay. in the last couple of years is everyone else is wrong. It coming from no evidence, just from, oh, this is how you appear. I, I, I said it during my rant on, on Monday about this. They're not like, oh, Jim Harbaugh's ugly and he's stupid, so we're going to go after him and I don't like him. And Tony Batiti, you know, Harbaugh stole his prom date or something. Uh, it, it comes from something, right? It comes from you went above and beyond. Everyone you signs won too much. Ev- everyone well, signs it, steals, right? Hundred percent. Sure. Fine. You did it to an extent that was against NCAA rule, and you did it to an extent that other teams found out, and you got caught doing it. Can we, and now can you're we under investigation. Can we talk it's about the Lions? It's not like the NCAA is just pick Jim Harbaugh because he's ugly or dumb or something like that. Like he has been the most outspoken coach in the country. Mm-hmm. That the NCAA is a fraudulent corporation. Like, and he's right. Well, yes, but to a certain they extent. don't like it. So if they want to headhunt him, it makes sense. But if they're going to keep a sharper eye on you, can't do this little stuff. Little stuff? Can we please talk about the Lions? Will you two stop fighting? Little stuff is giving I'm, a cheeseburger to a recruit, right? You two fighting. We're not fighting. This is, this is, little does everyone know, this is what it's like coming into work. I come into work, <laughs> get ready for the show, and it's just these two arguing the, the entire day. That couldn't everyone be farther than the truth. truth. Everyone yeah. calm down. By the way, to everyone hating, by the way, I, I set a bet with a different listener Ohio State doesn't come out on top in the game. Your boy's going to be rocking a Harbaugh jersey and khakis all week long. And I'm gonna, we're going to post it on Facebook. What is so a gonna, Harbaugh jersey? What do you mean? Like Jim a, Harbaugh, it's he played a jersey in Michigan. with Jim Harbaugh's number and name on it, He Brad. played quarterback in Michigan. You can still get those, huh? They're 30 bucks on eBay. I checked the other night. No way. Yeah. He, he secretly wants to wear one. I do. I know. All right. It's going to be so cute. I'm going to look so cute. We good? Every, everyone got their Michigan thoughts out? <laughs> yes. All right. Lions. There was these, it wasn't even a report. It wasn't even a prediction. It was a statement from some Texas A&M beat writer who basically just put out the fact that Texas A&M should go after Dan Campbell Campbell as the head coach of the next, uh, as, as, the next as the program's next head coach down in Texas A&M after Jimbo Fisher was fired. Well, the internet did internet things and ran wild with that story. And a lot of false stuff came out. Um, saying Dan Campbell was interested. He's getting at this interview. None of that's true. Dan Campbell's not going anywhere. However, it got me scratching my head because simultaneously, another art article. What was com- that word? Simultaneously, another article comes out about the top coaching candidates for next year's cycle: Tom Pelissero, 
NFL Network, been there for six years, one of the most trusted guys in the business in terms of NFL content. Puts Ben Johnson right at the top of the list. Says, quote, league sources consider Johnson the most coveted candidate in this hiring cycle. It's safe to assume that those two are not going to be paired together next season, heading into 2024. So it makes you scratch your head a little bit and ask the question, who is more vital for the success of the Detroit Lions? Who deserves more credit, Ben Johnson or Dan Campbell? And I think this comes down to scheme versus culture. And to be honest with you guys, I love what Campbell's done. I love the culture he's created. I don't think they win without it. But they're certainly not a team that's competing for a playoff spot without Ben Johnson. If Texas A&M, is, let's pretend this is real for a second, gave him a billion dollars to come coach Texas A&M, and it could guarantee Ben Johnson being your next head coach. Bye, Dan Campbell. Bye. I'll take Ben Johnson. I'm, I'm, I fear what's going to happen next year when Ben Johnson is inevitably the head coach of a different team. Because since he's been offensive coordinator, they have the fifth most touchdowns, second most yards only behind the one and only Patrick Mahomes, fifth most first downs. These are only behind teams like the Bills with Josh Allen, the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, the Chiefs. And then you have Jared Goff who's running one of the top offenses in the NFL over the last two seasons. You have Amon St. Brown, a fourth-round pick, who has turned into one of the best wideouts in the entire NFL. The fourth-most reception since Ben Johnson took over as the OC. Seventh-most yards. I don't think any of that stuff happens to that extent without Ben Johnson utilizing the absolute most out of his players. And you can sell me on grit. You can sell me on culture. It's important stuff. But none of this is happening without a top-tier offensive coordinator, 37 years old, who's 100% going to be the head coach of a team next season. I fear what this team looks like heading into next year without a genius as the play caller. I think uh, that's an irrational fear. But Why? OCs turn over with good teams every year. It's what makes good organizations. Kansas City has lost their OC in the last five years. But who's, Philadelphia who's been has calling lost their plays? OC in the last five who's years. been calling plays for Kansas City the entire time? I would ask you this, Andy who hired, who gave the position of OC to Ben Johnson? Dan Campbell. He didn't hire, he didn't hire, correct. He didn't hire Who him. promoted him twice to get to that spot? Dan Campbell. Thank you. Who saw the talent in Ben Johnson to give him the reins to the offense? Dan Campbell. Thank you. Who do we trust as the only and first head coach in our lifetimes, anyone under the age of 40? Well, this, this. He's also the same person that hired I, Anthony Lynn to be the I offensive understand. coordinator to begin his Anyone under career. the age of 40 or 50 in our entire lifetime listening to this show, who has been the head coach that we trust the most for four to five decades? Dan Campbell. Thank you. Who's been the best simply, offensive coordinator in the history of the Lions? trust the guy that has led us, led the Lions to their best season in our lifetimes to simply hire an offensive coordinator that could grow into the role that Ben Johnson has to. Is he going to be these Ben guys Johnson? Don't, these guys I understand don't grow that. on trees, though, Brad. Ben Johnson this is, this guy's literally 37 did. years old. He was built within the Lions organization from a lowly level coordinator to a passing specialist. He was quarterbacks coach, wide receivers coach, tight ends coach. Passing game special coordinator and then offensive coordinator. That is a homegrown talent 
Who is to say there isn't homegrown talent waiting? Who is to say there isn't talent elsewhere in the NFL? I think the idea, look, you guys, uh, the Lions are not the Chiefs. The Lions are not running the greatest show on turf. The Lions are not the Miami Dolphins. They're not. They're not. They just don't have the quarterback. What they're doing with the lack, and and this isn't a knock on Jared Goff, but he's not the guys like Jalen Hurts. He's not Patrick Mahomes. What they're doing with someone who is very limited physically, his his capabilities physically are almost zero outside of him throwing the ball. He can't move. If you lay a hand on him as a D-end, you got him. He can't move. Yet they have... One of the best, they have the number one graded PFF offense in football right now. That's a testament to Ben Johnson. Here's the other thing I'll say. How many good head coaches are there in the NFL? How many teams, how many markets right now are talking on their local sports talk radio stations? We like our head football coach. 10, 12. How many times have you said in your lifetime, I like the head football coach of the Detroit Lions? Maybe for a year or two with Jim Caldwell? Prior to, I was was all right with Jim Caldwell for a little bit. Sure. Come on, what about Schwartz? And you are, and you are, Sending Dan Campbell to the college ranks to promote a That's coordinator. That's not what I'm saying. No, but you are, though. If you're saying A, B option. Ben Johnson becomes my head coach. We lose Dan Campbell out of the program. And then we need a new OC anyway. Mm-hmm. You would rather have that option yeah. than keep the only trusted head coach we've had in our lifetime yep. when there's only maybe a dozen of them yep. in the entire country. You want to know why? The head coach is harder to find than the OC because we see OCs become head coaches all the time and they're miserable yep. because it's a completely different job. You want to know why? If, if the Chargers why? or the Bills want Ben Johnson and they're going to pay him twice that the Lions are paying him to be OC right now, let him walk. Dan Campbell's the head coach. Do you want to know why some of these offensive coordinators don't work out, though? Because, because it's, it's a these different guys job. that come from the disciple tree of Sean McVay, and the NFL has been in search of the next Sean McVay since he came and became the head coach of the Rams in 2017. Everyone's trying to find the next guy because basically every single head coach that gets hired is a disciple of him to some extent. Whether it's Minnesota, whether it's the 49ers, Mike McDaniel's down in Miami. Everyone comes from him. And then there's Ben Johnson, who came out of nowhere. He might be the next guy to have a coaching tree. Anyone that works underneath him just becomes the next guru, becomes in line to have a head coaching job at some point. What if he's offensive Brandon Staley? What if he's a total dud as a head coach? What if he's awesome? It's more likely that he's a dud. Statistically over Says the last who? five. Because OCs and DCs becoming head coaches are like, look at the guy you've got right now, Dan Quinn. What was he doing previously? Dan, what? Or Dan Quinn. What are you talking Dan about? Dan Campbell. What was his role previously, Dan Campbell? Tight ends coach in, uh, in New Orleans. Ever an OC or a DC? No, he was a head coach though. Correct. Correct. I just, I just don't, I don't get the fascination with OCs and DCs becoming head coaches because we see it every year. Uh, j- just the fact that he's thirty-seven and the best play caller in the NFL. That's all. That's and, fine. But you, example, but you choosing, you choosing to lose your OC to promote him to head coach, and then losing the head coach that has brought you to glory for the first time in your life is is insanity. And an example that probably plays to both your camps, obviously. Like, take a look at the Buffalo Bills. They let their offensive coordinator and Brian Dable walk to the New York Giants. And obviously, I know that hasn't gone well, but then Buffalo couldn't fill, find someone to fill Dable's shoes. They just fired Ken Dorsey in our 500 football team. So it plays to both extents where, and I still think Dable is the guy, but hasn't been great mm-hmm. in New York, but the Bills also haven't found someone to replace him. 
No, I think they're hard position to find. Like yeah. coaching so, across the Pro Four mm-hmm. is pretty poor because the the good ones are really good. Mm-hmm. The Andy Reeds, the Nick Sirianni's, the Bill Belichick's back. Like the good ones oh, are Nick really Sirianni, good. Though. Went to a Super Bowl already. I know. Yeah, and then lost his OC and DC, and they're still a top three team in the and sport. He also has the best roster in the NFL. I would also say that, like, does Ben Johnson not work with maybe the most talented offensive line in the NFL? That's what he was handed. I'll give you that 100%, but he has made the most out of these late-round draft picks. With, like, no, Ben Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. He was handed, okay, so sure, he was handed the O-line, but is he handpicking those players, or is that Brad Holmes? He's obviously working with him. I don't think Amonro St. Brown becomes what he is today without Ben Johnson. I don't think, Jared Goff was benched for John Wolford. John freaking Wolford by Sean McVay. And Ben Johnson has turned him into one of the best, 10 best quarterbacks in the league. Are we sure about that? Jared Goff was a five-star recruit, the number one pick, played in a Super Bowl. What are you talking about? And then he got benched for John Wolford. How'd that happen? I don't know Yeah, and then that. the Rams traded him and then for we, they a revived guy over 35. Him. Yeah, they quarterbacks reached their him. prime at like 30 years old, and that's what Goff is entering. They were, I don't know if they revived, they revived him. Yes, they He's did. always been a, like a, a top 0.1% no, athlete in his benched. life. He got benched to someone who's not in the NFL anymore. And a team that wasn't winning. When Goff was, they were, sensitive, he got benched in the playoffs. When, when what are Goff, you talking about? When Goff, in my in my opinion, when Goff was at least being out of market, when Goff was sent to Detroit, I figured that that was it. That was his Josh Rosen. All right. Oh he, goodness. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Oh, he's going to the team that you know won one game or whatever. Maybe he can figure it out. Maybe he can't. But and it's been a complete one eighty. 989-837-6125. Who is more vital to the success of the Detroit Lions? Dan Campbell or Ben Johnson? The head of the snake or like a, a back muscle? Both wow. pretty important for survival. I guess. To say the least. NFL picks still to come here on the payoff, fueled by forward energy. The payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. We'll get to everyone's favorite part of the show, NFL picks. First, let's hit the text line. This is Dwayne again. You guys need to stop downgrading Goff. Kurt Warner wasn't athletic, um, and he was phenomenal. Jared Goff is a lot similar to Warner. You don't need to be a phenomenal athlete to be a phenomenal quarterback. That's a different era, though. You do need to be athletic to be drafted in today's world of football. You're not getting to the NFL if you're a stiff guy anymore. You're not sitting in, there's no more pocket quarterbacks coming into the league. It's not a knock on golf. Like he got drafted before the Mahomes era started, but Mahomes, Mahomes changed all this. Um, Jeff from Midland. Love when Brad is on the show. That makes one of us. You guys are so much more aggressive towards each other. John is still a hater and Ben can't pronounce Campbell. Right. Do we need to address the elephant in the room? I think we just Dan, did. I mean, Dan we'll Campbell. All know, we'll all know when Ben is not on the show next week because he can't pronounce the damn name <laughs> of the head coach of the team he covers every day. Dan Campbell. Boom. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Everyone's favorite part of the week. Everyone's favorite part of the show. It's time for week 11 NFL picks. John, what does the leaderboard look like right now between all three of us? Oh, it's got your uh, boy on top. 19, 16, and 1 overall. You are just a game under 500, 16, 17, and 3 with those three pushes. After Brad, a monster week last week. Brad, unfortunately, just, eh, I'm not going to throw in picks last week. So he's only picked 30 games while we picked 36 of them. Busy. And he's 14, he's 14 and 16, but he's here with us now, and maybe he has some winners. Who knows? But right now it's me, Ben, and Brad in terms of the winning percentage. John, the only profitable fella in the, in the building right yeah, now. Yeah, but for a while I wasn't. 
But then I just got hot. You know? It's a marathon. It is. All changes this week. Starting <laughs> tonight. Big one. Good one. Bengals at the Ravens. Are you in or are you out, guys? Yeah, two teams looking for a bounce-back week. The Ravens just lost a game. Really, they shouldn't have against the Browns. They were up big, and then Cleveland came back. I still believe in Baltimore's offense, which really did a toll on what is considered an elite Cleveland defense. They play the Bengals tonight. Ravens at home, maybe wearing those black uniforms under the lights. They're minus three and a half. I think Baltimore responds tonight. There's not some semantics or analytics. It's an AFC North matchup. But I think Baltimore right now is just a better team. So I got a minus three and a half. Yeah, thanks for uh, indicating the spread there because Ben did not. It is Ravens by more than a field goal, three and a hook, laying it at home. I'm out of this one. I'm also out of this one. goes against my rules. No Thursday games. Yep. No Thursday games. No, we know your rules. No, No, your rules are division. Until you You go beyond your rules. No no division games as well. We're going to run out of time. Chargers. We have plenty of time. Chargers minus three heading to Lambeau Field to take on this awful Packers team. Yeah, I'm out. John? I'm out. Ah, you guys are losing out on an opportunity to make money here. Chargers, minus three. Justin Herbert is 12-3 and versus teams under 500 in the past two seasons. Packers have not eclipsed 25 points since September. Chargers average 26. I'll take the road favorite LA Chargers on this one. Looking to bounce back after getting mollywopped last week by the Lions. Titans. At Jaguars. Mollywopped? They got walked off. Jaguars minus seven. Their defense got mollywopped. Titans at Jaguars. Jaguars minus seven. I'm doing a lot less research for these picks because clearly all the work that I've done two hours a day coming up with these picks have not worked so far through the first uh, nine weeks. I'm a busy guy, so I got a little less time on my hands. Yeah, of course. So I'm going off the gut this week. A little bit of research, not a ton, but I got a little bit here on Tennessee and Jacksonville. Tennessee, third straight road game. That's that's heavy on the hearts, right? Third straight week away from home, away from family. Jacksonville off a blowout. You know they go back home between the games. Thank you, Ben. Uh, Third straight week, they've (laughs) got to travel, though. Jacksonville off a blowout against San Francisco. Obviously, Vegas doesn't like them too much. Plus... Second straight week, they're at home. They don't got to go anywhere, Ben. Thank you very much. They're laying a touchdown. I'll take them at home. I think they're a much better team. Yeah, Jacksonville, known for having a great home field advantage. John, you in or you out? I consider Jacksonville, but it was left off the table for me. But I do like that pick from Brett. Hey, thanks, John. Hey, you're welcome. Raiders at Dolphins. Dolphins, 12.5-point favorites. I'm in on this one, too. Look, the Dolphins beat up on bad teams. They're at home, and they're off a bye. Two of 16-5 and five against the spread at home. Four and one against the spread in his career as a 10 plus point favorite in their four blowout wins at home this year. 50 against Denver, 15 against the Giants, 21 Carolina, 14 New England. All four of those cover the 12 and a half they're laying here. I like them. John? Yeah, it's not bad evidence. I'm out on this. Hey, game. I got two, two for two for I, John. That's, that's not bad. It's not you bad. never connect them to that. Your next one, though, but a little down the line. <laughs> Cowboys, minus 10 and a half, heading to Carolina to take on the Panthers, who just have one win. On the season. I'm in on this one. The Panthers have lost by 10 plus points five times this year. Dak Prescott on a three-game streak of plus 300 yards. That includes 400 yards last week against John's Giants. You can get his over-under at 240, 258 yards. I'm hammering that. Also, against the Lions, Dolphins, and Seahawks, Panthers are allowing 40 points per game. It's the top three defense in Dallas. Uh, versus teams 500 versus 500 teams my god win by an average of 18 points i'll take i'll, I'll take the cowboys i tuned them out 
Yeah, me too. I'm out. Well, you're losing out on free money then. Cardinals. On the road, Kyler Murray back, taking on C.J. Stroud. Texans minus four and a half at home. Okay, shorten up your evidence here. You we, guys, are you we guys, know you're in. No, we're both out. We're you both out. Yeah. I, I think this game's going to be something, though. It's it's definitely a wild card game with Kyler being back and Stroud and Houston hard to get a grip on. I don't give an F that Kyler Murray's back. How about that? <laughs> C.J. Stroud's just straight up better than him. As a rookie, 15-2 to touchdown to interception ratio. This guy's in the MVP conversation, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And plus, Kyler Murray coming back doesn't change the fact that they're PFF's 31st-ranked defense. All the cash is on Arizona for some reason. I'll take the Texans to cover. Next, Steelers at Browns. Another AFC North battle. Browns favored by one and a half at home. I like these AFC North divisional matchups. I like them. And I'm going with it. It's my second pick. I am going with the Steelers plus one and a half here. Earlier this week, news that shocked Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he's out for the season. And Cleveland, Karma's you thought would have a backup plan. You thought would have a backup plan better than Dorian Thompson-Robinson. That's not the case. You They're mean like starting, Josh Dobbs? You would think. Or Jacoby Brissett, who was their backup a year ago. They're starting DTR in a divisional game. I get Cleveland's defense is one of the best, but the Ravens just came in and showed, yeah, they have some things that you can expose. I know the Steelers haven't been great, but their first-half offense has been something that's progressed. Uh, against what have been tough opponents through the last three weeks. I think they do enough to win at least by a field goal on the road in what is a tough environment in Cleveland. John, I like that pick, man. Thank you, man. What what is this alliance you guys have going right (laughs) now? I like that. Every time you've been on on Thursday, you've gone against John's picks. What's up with this? He's in first place now, Ben. He's unlike you. He's been profitable, so I'm with him. Yeah. Go ahead. Giants in Washington. Washington, nine and a half point favorites against... John's Giants led by Tommy DeVito. Oh, I'm back in on this one, fellas. I'm back in. I know I shouldn't be. No. Playing the Giants. Absolutely. But what's the, golden, what's the golden rule when you're betting NFL games? Low totals, take the dogs, especially when they're dogs by more than a touchdown. The total here is yeah, only 37. I did that 37. last week with the Giants. The total here is only 37. When it's under 40, dogs cover 60% of the time, even more than that when it's more than a touchdown. Are the Commanders really a touchdown and a field goal better than the Giants? A team that beat them by a touchdown four weeks ago? Just four weeks ago, the Giants were seven points better. And now they're all of a sudden almost three touchdowns well, worse? pre-Danny DeVito. Or not Danny DeVito, Tommy <laughs> DeVito. They, play, they probably play football the same, honestly. The Giants are the ugliest dog out there. They really are. Who knows? Who knows? I would stay away from that game forever. Bears in Ford Field, Lions seven and a half point favorites. Justin Fields back. Does it matter, gentlemen? Uh, no. I think the Lions are going to cover here minus seven and a half. This feels like a layup, honestly, before you have a Thanksgiving game against the Packers. Fields, I still think there's an NFL future there. I, I, maybe others disagree, but him just getting back into the fold. Even though he is a quarterback that has mobility and that has been a crux for the Lions defense that we've seen this season, I think just his first week back and really not a lot of talent for Fields to work with. Detroit's great for a reason, coming off a great win, and they'll win at least by seven and a half. They might struggle with mobile quarterbacks, but they certainly don't struggle with Justin Fields. Last time he played the Lions, seven completions, 75 yards, seven sacks. They lost by 31. Time before that, 12 completions, 167 yards. Has thrown a pick every time he's played Detroit. I'll take the Lions. I'll take the Lions too, but John, I like that analysis. Man. Oh, you, guys <laughs> suck. you guys suck. Also, by the way, Jared Goff's over in this game. Only two teams allow less rushing yards per game than the Lions. One of those teams is the Bears. 
The Bears low-key secretly have a good run defense. They can't stop anybody through the air, though. So I'm thinking Jared Goff's over. Next game, Buccaneers on the road in San Francisco. San Francisco, 11.5-point favorites. Anybody? We're all out. By the way, we got seven games left. I just want to point out, four minutes ago, he said we had plenty of time. This guy. (laughs) Watch this. Jets at Bills. Bills minus seven. In, out. Out. I John, am, hurry up. I'm in on this one. I'm sorry. God, Bills okay. minus seven. I was about to say we do have two college games left, too. Uh, this is going to be a bounce back week for the Bills. Mm-hmm. Don't have a lot besides just pure faith here against the Jets. I think the Bills, they need a win at 500. They need a divisional win, and they'll get it against New York. Seattle minus one in L.A. They've already lost to the Rams once this season. Now they're one-point favorites in SoFi. Anybody in besides me? Nope. Nope. All right. Um, I don't get why this line's only minus one for the Seahawks. All the money's on the Rams. They're just not a good football team. I don't I don't really care that Stafford's back. I'll just take the better team. Don't really understand this one. Uh, Seahawks minus one. Vikings at Broncos. Broncos minus two and a half point favorites. They're going against Josh Dobbs? I know. Josh Dobbs, an hey. underdog? Hey, Broncos won three in a row, including a win against the Chiefs two weeks ago. They're kind of a hot and heavy team right now. They're at home. This is a Vegas suspicious line to me, and I'll take the home team, Denver. On primetime. Brad wants to All they need Russ is a field Cook, goal. Man. All they need is a field goal. <laughs> Here's the big one, boys. Oh, can't wait for this I one. I cannot wait for Monday night. Oh. Eagles at Chiefs. Minus two and a half for the home team. Minus two and a half for Patrick Mahomes. A Super Bowl rematch of last year. Who's in? Who's out? I'm out. Yeah, early reports on this one. The families will meet. The Kelsey family will meet. The Swift family. How much does that mess with the psyche of Travis Kelsey coming into this Love game? This Jason Kelsey, he doesn't have to worry about it. He looks like Kuba Cross from Jack Frost, the Rankin and Bass special. Maybe he doesn't have to but worry about it. He's got, the best man. But he just got, you know, sexiest man, or at least a little nod in People Magazine. So he's good. He's a nominee. Kelsey's been all over the place. You're you're up. Where's his mind? He was at? in Argentina. He's in Argentina. Get your facts where, right. Where, yeah. where the, guy in the Chiefs. Two uh, minutes. These John. two teams are so locked. They're just so even. But I think karma is with Chase and Kelsey. I'm gonna pick the Eagles oh. on the road, getting the two and a half. I'll, I'll Great, do, hell of an analysis. You know what? You. I'll do my. Indel- <laughs> That's I'll, what this I'll, game comes I'll, down to. T Swift. I'll tip my hat to John on this one. I'm, I also, if I had to pick, would be with the Eagles on this. I mean, if you had to. You don't have to. Yeah, already don't... made his picks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I... Oh, you've already got five. All right. All right, yeah, college, boys. Five. College. Michigan, minus 19, without Jim Harbaugh, on the road, taking on Maryland. I'm taking the victims, John. Minus victims. 19. Hey, Not ev- the victors, the victims. Everyone who thinks I'm a hater. Both. Michigan, minus 19. <laughs> That's what I'm picking, baby. Go Cheaters, cheaters winners. You know, what's, what's the real difference? Everyone's in on Michigan, minus 19, because none of us feel any sort of confidence betting on Michigan State, yeah, who's a no three-and-a-half-point dog. Three-and-a-half-point <laughs> dog at Indiana. Are they going to be able to get their second Big Ten win? Everyone's out. Yeah. I have no confidence betting on this team. All right. That does it for NFL picks, gentlemen. Oof, what a got show. Northwood football show tonight. Last one of the year. We do. What? Northwood coming off a win against Walsh, finished five and six. So the most wins in yeah. for Northwood since 2017 overall in the first season of Coach Dusty Buer. So, yeah, good season. Again, didn't start out the way they wanted, but got better as the, uh, as the season went along. Finished with two wins. Five and six, and of course, going to take was, a massive step next year. I was uh, I spoke to a Northwood class today. Got to do it again tomorrow. Oh, Had some really? Football players in there. You he's got a important. shout out today. Like he said, he's important. All right, you shout got out a shout who? out today as the voice of uh, Northwood football there, there on go. the GMAC Digital Network. Did it come from Hudson or came from Travis McCurdy? We're about oh, to send it to yeah, right. there at Frick Sports Bar. Appreciate that, T Mac. Mm-hmm. We'll send it over to those guys now. That was the payoff. I hope it was worth it.